All right. All right. Welcome back to a 2023 kickoff episode of Walk-Ins Welcome. I'm Nick Horde. I've got Michael Ray with you. We are your host, and we are all about helping you, especially kicking off the new year, tripling your revenue through digital marketing services and exceptional patient experiences. Typically, we're all focused on marketing. Yeah. But the second part of that, tripling your revenue, is exceptional patient experience. And we're going to talk about 10 tips for improving patient experiences. Happy yeah. New Year, Michael. Happy New Year. And this is probably, while we're, this is our first recording in the new year, this is probably the third week in January for this listening. That's Could okay. Be. But, so here's the thing. We're not talking about marketing as much this time around. We're talking more about the patient experience side, mm-hmm. which ultimately means you keep your patients coming back, which does drive word of mouth marketing, which you can never pay for, but you can be your best friend or your worst enemy if you're not careful. And these are the things that actually can help improve that, improve your bottom line, grow your company, and honestly make everybody have a better experience all around. I love it, man. That's good stuff. You know how I feel about the patient experience side of things. Yep. We tell people all the time, like, we can drive traffic to your website, but the website has to convert. Mm-hmm. But once your website converts and they drive traffic to your actual physical location to get services done, then you have to provide an exceptional patient experience. You have to, or you're going to be out of business. Y'all's businesses right now are exploding in a good way. Like maybe not yours specifically, but like the industry itself is exploding. The demand is just as great as ever. It's not slowing down. I mean, there were obvious spikes with COVID, but the reality is people still have health. Like that's never going, if I could pull it down to your, when your guarantees in life, Taxes, death, and the health in between. Do you ever uh, <laughs> see the movie Meet Joe Black? That has been a long time. Yeah, Joe Black, played by Brad Pitt, who was death. Yeah. And they make the comment in some kind of like an attorney meeting where he says the two things true in life are taxes and death. Yes. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm right here. What do you mean? <laughs> so I, I just, whatever. Anyway, taxes suck, but you have to pay them. So do we. But here's the thing. Let's get you paying more taxes because you're making more money because you're making more people healthy and happy and you are doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, We're walking out your purpose inside of your medical practice. So we put together 10 tips for improving your patient experience. Michael, why don't you kick us off, man? This first one seems obvious, but sometimes people forget. Reduce your wait times. Look at the flow, the patient flow that's coming in and out. Are you being as efficient as possible? Are you reducing those delays? Because people get impatient. Like the reality, like even though they're called a patient, they're not patient. Let's keep that in mind. So just remember not. Um, if you're now, and we talk about this and we're talking about the next one too, communicating effectively. It's like, if it's going to be a while, you communicate that. But the reality is what efforts are you making to make that wait time minimal? Because ultimately they're not, they're not there to sit there in a lobby or sit there in a doctor's room and sit. They're there to get diagnosed, helped, get better health. That's what they're there for. And if you were going to, if I, if I could ideally, right, like make, this sounds terrible. It's like an automated car wash. You pull up, you pull in, you go through and you're out. And if you're decided it's on a membership, you don't even talk to anybody. You know what that's called? A system. Yeah. It's smooth. So think it now, is it the most perfect system? No. Is it the most highest of quality systems? No. But is it efficient? Yes. Well, if you understand what they're paying for, what they're there for. Yeah. I know we're talking about a car wash. Let's skip over to the urgent care. You understand that you are not a primary physician. Right. Right. So one expectation is I don't have to wait 90 days to get my appointment. 
I can get it the same day or next day. Yeah. Understanding that difference, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they also understand that when they get there, it's immediate or urgent, even though they're like a lot of the urgent care space, they're changing their names over to immediate care, right? Mm-hmm. But with that being said, they expect quickness when they get in. I want to get in. I want to sign your clipboard or check in on your iPad, and I want to move through. And you will you will rise to the level of your systems or you will die by them. Because I'm yep. telling you what, all of your competitors right now are building out an operational system that's going to move people in and out with excellent service as quickly as possible. I, and uh, here's a great example. We had to um, take our three-year-old daughter to the ER, I guess that was two weeks ago. Right. And it was strictly because of she had something going on her breathing didn't seem right. We called the pediatrician. They said, yeah, you should probably go to the ER. And when we, when we were told go to the ER, my wife had texted two other moms and they said, children's ER, which is here in Birmingham children's hospital is good, but expect to be there for a very long time Mm. or go to the freestanding ER near your house and you'll probably be okay. Like, all right, we'll do the freestanding ER. It was weird because I'm so trained by by past experiences that you go into an ER, you're there for four hours, no matter what. You're just there. Right. And it's not because they want you to be there. You're just there for that long. So I go in, Courtney and Addie get there. Like nobody else in the lobby and yeah. you're there for four hours. Yeah. And so, like, I go in and Courtney and Addie had gotten there, like, five minutes before I did. So I was like, where are they? Like, I don't see them. And they said, oh, we went to the restroom and came back. So I sat down beside them. So they've only been there for five minutes. I sat down beside them, and we were about to pull out a device to distract Addie. And he said, Addie Ray? Addie Ray? Like, yeah, it's over here. Oh, they're probably just asking for paperwork. No, no, come on back. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, uh, okay. Here, come on, Addie. And we go back. All right, here's your room. All right. And then, like, okay, now we're going to wait again. And then they triage us and all that stuff. And then from getting in there to, like, I have a child that needs some assistance, to leaving with a prescription to be filled after x-rays and all these things, hour, an hour. And that included initial treatment from the, like what they basically came up with a prescription in the ER to give to her to get going. Hour, everything an hour. All right, urgent cares. Let me tell you what we want. (laughs) There was 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 an ER on a Monday morning. There was a time back in the day where if you didn't deliver my pizza in 30 minutes or less, my pizza was free. (laughs) <laughs> Why can't we have one hour urgent care? Yeah, right. I'm just saying, like somebody could build that into a system, and boom, you just niched out a market, and you're going to smoke your competitors. So let's move on. Or yeah. We'll draw this because we got ten points today. So better communication with your parents. Deliver patience. Patience. What did I say parents. <laughs> parents. Still in the kid mode. I just need my kids to talk to me. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Talk to me. <laughs> all right. I'll let you go through the sub bullets here, but like deliver care and compassion to your patients, that's going to stand out, especially when people don't feel good, especially when people don't feel good. So like say hello, say hello to their family, acknowledge them by their name, Mr. Horde or Nick or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead with the next one. Yeah. The uh, introducing yourself in your role, apologize for their weight if necessary. If it was one hour or less, you wouldn't have to do that. And that, and that was even that I didn't hear that right. And I'm so used to hearing that phrase. Right. Um, but I, talking about the the bedside manners of doctors, you remember the ones that were super awesome. You're like, can I have that guy or that mm-hmm. girl again? Because she was great. And you also remember the ones like, no, that whole. Ex- like we have a hospital here that we have a terrible experience with because of the way the nurses interacted with us. Right. 
and the treatment was good, but the nurse interaction was horrible, and we felt like a number and that they didn't listen to us. Right. And I know I'm not the only one for any situation like that. Like, you want to be listened to. And sometimes just giving that feedback of, like, I understand what this is. I'm not going to lie. I know there's some protocol behind this. But I don't know about you, but, like, when you have – if you're in a hospital for an extended period of time or your, your loved one, whatever, and they rotate the nurses or the doctor staff, and it's like you have to re-explain everything that's going on. And I, I know there's some protocol behind it, but, my goodness, why can't they just say what's going on and you agree or disagree with it? Like – let me, what prescriptions are you on? I've already told three other people this. Right. <laughs> what are what's your symptoms? Why are we going over this again? You have a chart in front of you. Anyway, so read the chart. That'll we'll add that as a bullet point. <laughs> like read the chart before you walk into the room. Yeah, but be great. Be, become prepared. Right. Oh, so we're talking about this today. So so you don't feel any good. Let's like look. I right. I love we have a pediatrician. It's pretty good. Like she comes in and she's like, All right, Miss Annie, so we're doing this, aren't we? Let's take a look. You know, and she's like mm-hmm. About the patient, not about the, like, let me talk to the patient. You know, anyway, different world. Um, Start the conversation with something non-medical. Now, obviously, there's some situations you can't do that where you can't make a joke and someone's arm is bleeding out. (laughs) But but reality is build that rapport a little bit. This is maybe the first time they've ever interacted with you as a doctor, and you want to make sure, like, I'm a human too. Let's just have a little side chat conversation. You know, and if you're a pediatrician type of thing, saying if you see something on their shirt that's like, oh, are you a big Bluey fan? I were talking about Bluey earlier this week. Let's, and how it's for adults. I don't remember. You got to go watch an episode or two. It's pretty good. But just like kind of keep things more relaxed because chances are they're in there in the, do- in the doctor's office of some sort. There's some stress there that's going on, and you want to defuse the situation as much as you can, not just provide care. Right. Uh, and then finally, uh, acknowledge their concerns. See the encounter, see the encounter through the eyes of the patient. So – Making sure that it's not just pure, cold, uh, yes, you're a patient. Yep, that's what's wrong with you. All right, here's the bye, and just move on. Uh, like I, I saw a little bit of that just here at the ER thing where we're talking to the doctor that's looking at it, and she just stopped talking to us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? And she's staring at her kid, and then for like three, five seconds, she didn't say a word. And she's sorry, I was looking at her breathing. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm, Could I'm, have told us. I'm like, you kind of freaked us out. Like, right. give us a heads up. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't have to like quit speaking to me all of a sudden. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, it's funny. All of those sub bullet points lead into number three, which is time well spent. And all this meant is like, sit down and spend time with your patient. Yeah. Like, we're not just paying you for the service that you're providing. We're paying for your time and expertise, right? So. Yeah. Take a minute and be present. I should have named it instead of time well spent is be present. Yeah, and because uh, we there's that conversation. And I, I, something I, what did I learn this the other day? Like there's some reductions. Oh, so in, in our B&I, uh, the physical therapist presented, and he was talking about how his, his big push is that I spend one-on-one time with my patients. Mm-hmm. I don't have multiple appointments going on at one time that I cycle through. It's one to one and then to the next appointment. Right. He said, I'm very particular about that because that's a lost art, essentially. Oh, it is. And he was talking about how, and then you have these issues like Medicaid payments being reduced, all that stuff. He said, what it boils down to is that there's a moment where a doctor has to decide, are they trying to make more money? Or are they trying to take care of their patients? Right. And making more money tends to lean into how many patients can I process in a day, which there's some importance to that because if you don't make money, you can't keep seeing patients. That's just the reality that you're in. 
but but also if you make the right decisions and encourage because this is a culture thing at your company it's not just an individual doctor is doing this like it has to be built in like you the entire company not just the doctor spends time with the patient making sure they're taken care of do they understand what just happened because i would say that was the only thing i didn't care about the er piece was when we were leaving here's your paperwork and then they didn't tell us you're good to go they just pull back the screen here's your paperwork okay we're going to talk about all that yeah and then yeah. i just like okay and we start walking and then when i had to go to the desk like uh did y'all send the prescription where'd y'all send the prescription okay and then it became i guess i go i almost walked out without paying because i didn't act like i had to pay and then i stopped saying oh yeah, here's your pay i'm like uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's like, isn't that something? I could have just kept walking. I don't think you would have stopped me. I don't know. The one I go to makes me pay up front. So yeah, this one may They're not going anywhere without their money right out <laughs> exactly. of the Exactly. You know, it's funny. Sometimes you meet people. Um, you know, I, I put be present, time well spent, and then, you know, bullet point number four is listen to the patient without interruption. Have you ever met somebody, be it a doctor or, 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 you know, a pastor or somebody that just, you know, they're the busiest person you've ever met? Yeah. And yet, they make you feel like you're the only thing that matters yeah. at the time. I had a chance to meet John Maxwell one time. At oh, a conference, yeah. he was doing a book signing. There was a thousand people there. I don't know what it was. But like when I walked up to him to meet him, he's like, there's a hundred people in line. Everybody wants to meet this guy. And he made me feel like I was the only person in the room. I can't an appointment with him or something. Yeah. I'm like, he did it by two things. One, he, he was present in that moment with me, even though it was 30 seconds. And second, he listened to what I had to say. Yeah. He asked questions, shut up and listen to what I had to say. So when you're with your patient, listen to them and then be quiet. Like, listen to everything that they have to tell you. Yeah. I even had, uh, so not quite to that level of experience, but something I'll never forget. We had visited a church, large church. Uh, they probably have, Three to four thousand members, maybe more. So pretty decent size, right? Mm -hmm. One visit. Uh, filled out the visitor card. I was like, I want to see what happens. So I filled out the visitor card because they all say we're never going to bother you. Blah, blah blah. That's the. It's a lie. Yeah. Um, so I was expecting an email or a piece of mail or some way random. So the pastor of the church calls me mm -hmm. of this four thousand plus member church. And said, hey, this is so-and-so. I saw that you guys visited from, y'all are from the Birmingham area or wherever. Uh, well, and he just wanted to get to know me. And then he prayed with me over the phone. It's just like a five-minute conversation with a pastor I saw one time. That's so cool. And, right, and I'll never forget it. Yeah. And it I, made you feel like you were an individual, important person that visited there. Yeah. Like, I, I mattered to him. Dr. McKenzie over at MedHelp. Yeah. I still know his name. MedHelp is massive, right? But when I went there, when I had COVID, he texted me like three days later, hey, Nick, I just want to check and see how you're feeling. Is the medication working? Is there anything I can do for you? Texted me, the doctor. Yeah. Who does that? Yeah, he's exactly. At an urgent care. By the way, I'm not advocating that you should do that. I'm just telling you, like, from my perspective, that really stood out. Yeah. And I was very impressed by that. Sometimes just the extra, and we all know this in our personal lives, when you're thinking about somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and you send off that text, they won't forget that. Yeah. So just sometimes being human is just being human. Sometimes. That's right. So anyway, keep All moving. Right. Number five, go. Uh, ensure the patient's knowledge of the treatment plan. Yeah. Like you're going to take, I, let's just use Addie, for example, because I don't know if she's ever done this. Mine did. Um, we're going to give you a breathing treatment. You're going to need this machine. You're going to need to do it this many times. Do you have any questions about what this treatment is going to do? All right. Right. 
they're going to cry if you put it directly on their face. Hold it about an inch and a half. It's fine. We just need to get it into their lungs. Yeah, they did not tell us that that be uh, that urgent care we went to. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like trying to put. She's like losing her she's mind. Like, I and will then, punch you in the throat. And then the nurse came back. She said, "It's you can hold it here. Yeah, you just hold it about an inch. As off long their face. as as long as it's the 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 fuse, like yeah. the fuse, but the steam is hitting her face. Like she's right. getting it. Right. I, I'll go controversial for just a second. Again, it, ensure that you understand the knowledge of the treatment plan. It, the COVID vaccine yeah. did, did not prevent nor prevent the spreading of. It was pitched that way. The insured plan was to say, hey, it will reduce the symptoms if you get them. Mm-hmm. Will not protect you. Won't protect everybody else. It's like any vaccine. Like well, no, no, no. I know that. But but that they did not ensure the knowledge of the treatment plan. Yeah. Like nobody did. Right. So let's move on to the next one. Go ahead. Six. Educate and inform them of the time it will take to complete the evaluation of diagnostics. Overestimate this and under promise and over deliver. We love under promise and over deliver. And and so if you're having a hard time understanding what this could mean is simply if you know what you're about, like if they for instance, if you say we're a five minute ER, what the crap does a five minute ER mean? Does that mean I got. I fill out a form in five minutes right. or I got seen in five minutes. Right. Cause you've seen the billboards, mm-hmm. seven minute wait time. What does that mean? So ex- explaining and saying, all right, uh, I'm an, not doing urgent care this time. Let's say it would take like a dentist. All right. Is this, or even better a chiropractor. This is your first, cause this happened to me cause I've had back issues this past week and I reached out to the chiropractor. I used a long time ago. And they're like, yeah, you haven't been here so long. We don't have your stuff since. So, and this is how she explained. It's like five minutes on the phone. She's like, since you're now technically a new patient, we have to put you on a, it's going to take longer for your first appointment. We're going to be doing x-rays. We're going to be doing this. We may not even adjust you on the first appointment based on how difficult. Uh, was that precision? No. Oh, okay. They do that. That's what I was asking. No. And anyway, it's uh, my chiropractor, Hoover. Okay. That, that's literally my chiropractor, Dr. Catafalu. Catafalu. Craig Catafalu. Love the guy. Anyway, um, and they just explained it all like, hey, this is your first time technically. It's been so long. We have to do all these things first before we can make a, a plan, essentially. And now my expectation when I go next week is, all right, I'm going to be there for at least an hour. Right. Uh, and this is what they're going to do. They're not going to just fix me. they got to figure out exactly what's going on. And so and that's a whole lot different than I show up and say, I thought you were going to crack my back today. Because well, – because like most chiropractic, once you're in a plan, you go in for ten minutes, you come out, and then you come back. That's right. Yeah. So just anyway, get in, get out, get well. Yeah. Right. So uh, the 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 other piece of that is you know wait times and everything else. <clears throat> it, it, there's been times where I've gone back, and they did a really good job of getting me back to the to the room, the evaluation room, the examination room, whatever. You mean you waiting call room it. number two. Yeah, exactly. But if somebody were just going to come in and say, Hey, we are slammed today. You're going to be here for about 30 minutes. Go ahead and grab the Wi-Fi. It's up there on the wall, uh, chip away at your phone. I just wanted to let you know that like, we haven't forgotten about you, but it's going to be about 30 minutes before the doctor gets over. Here. Or I've had someone say, or if you just want to sit in your car and say, sitting in here, yeah. uh, we, our pediatrician did that for a long time during the height of COVID. Like, Hey, we don't want people to get sick from other things. We're having everyone sit in their car. We will text you right before you're ready to come in. Right. And you just sit there and you're good. And with a child, it's easier because they're locked into a car seat. You're not having to fight them the whole time. And but, that, that was number seven, by the way, is like communicate those delays. Yeah. And, so. and, and, and it's okay to over communicate a little bit right. in this situation because right. people don't know what's going on. They start making assumptions and then you start to lose when they start making assumptions. Right. All right, that moves forward to number eight, comfort levels. Address the patient's comfort. 
You know, it's funny. Uh, I've got an autistic child. You know that already. The reason I bring that up is because they, when when they're, when when our doctors and and psychiatrists are dealing with him, you know, in a, in a medical practice, they're like rate your pain from a one to ten, right? Yeah, yeah. So so they put a picture in front of him, and it's got all these different emojis that he understands: sad face, mad face, neutral face, it's pretty slick, scared, and and they're like, just which one of these are you? That's right. literally what we did in our weekly report thing that we're trying out. Yeah, it's a lot of three emojis. <laughs> it's like, I'm happy, I'm sad, Diana Fire. Like, it could be either one of those. Yeah, who knows? But the point is, is like, it, they, they want to know, like, tell me how you are. Tell me how you feel and just like sum it up real quick. Uh, comfort levels are the same way. Are you comfortable? Are you uncomfortable? Are you in pain? Are you in a lot of pain? Yeah, I mean, the last thing you want is somebody's in a lot of pain from sitting mm-hmm. and you have them sit in a waiting room for two hours. That's right. That doesn't work. That's right. So now the number nine that you you brought up earlier is like next steps. Mm-hmm. You were talking about that, right? Like you're going to go down the hall, you're going to meet the person, they're going to take I, this. I, I don't know about you, but I've had it happen so many times where we're done and they open the door to the exam room you've been in. They don't even tell you to follow them; they just leave it open. And like, and it's always, do we leave? Is yeah. this it? And I ask, do we leave? And I ask too. Like, yeah. are we good to go? Are we waiting? Like, because my Here's a tip. If I have to ask you if it's time to leave, you didn't tell me enough. <laughs> I hope y'all heard that noise. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, if, if I don't understand what I'm supposed to do next, you failed. You failed. It is so funny because, like, you and I have both, we, we've been in the professional selling world for quite a long time, and providing and in, in initiating next steps. What do I teach? I've taught it a hundred times. Oh no, I can't remember all. Yeah, you will. I think every time we end a meeting. Oh, book a meeting from a meeting. Always. Yeah. Book a meeting from a meeting. I say it so much that people throw up where they hear it. Right. But it's, it's, I don't care what it is, but like if we're going to be doing a 30 day review with one of our urgent cares, right. To go over results, always book the next meeting. Well, I don't know what I'm doing 30 days from now. I do put it in the calendar. Yeah. And then you can change it. Yeah. You can change it. And, and, but it gets the ball moving yet. Now, obviously we're not asking a urgent care to book another appointment with your patient, but the idea of the point is you like our clients know what to do next. Yeah. And we made the initiation. We didn't wait on the client to ask us. So keep that as a, like, this is where the doctor is important here in the sense of now you could set your entire system up where the doctor does their part in a, I don't know, a liaison of some sort comes in and says, all right, this is actually, how cool would that be? Let's think about that. Like you have the social work or the uh, case workers at uh, hospitals for certain things, but like, imagine if we had that just, like, why won't they do this? So if you go into nurse care, you, you get your treatment, and the doctor says, all right, um, everything's good to go. I'm going to have so-and-so come in real quick and just button things up for you. So they come back, and this person comes and says, okay, so this is what you had. This is the treatment plan that we have for you. Uh, we have this filled out and this done here. I'm going to walk you to the exit so you can pay, and then this is the prescription that's been sent to this pharmacy. What questions do you have for mm-hmm. me? And that's literally like 15 seconds. Like right. it's not a whole, and then it's like, oh, perfect. Now I know what I'm doing. Because we even had a situation. So uh, that urgent care we had gone to, never been there before, but it was the only one open for kids at the time, like nearby. And we went there and they, we got whatever. And they, I said, okay, uh, did y'all get our prescription? Yeah, we sent on. I said, y'all sent to the Walgreens right up the road? Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't tell us that Walgreens had closed 30 minutes later. So, 
You didn't get your prescription till the next day. Till the next day, because we had no idea. Right. And then, and then so that's one. And the other one was, uh, we had something else, and they sent it to the wrong Walgreens. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know what? I think we're done with Walgreens. So we're going to move I'm on. Not, I'm not 100 percent sure that was a Walgreens. It actually. wasn't, but it was one of those. Obviously, if there's three Walgreens within driving distance, they don't know which one to pick, even though if you told them it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, when they're on every corner, what yeah. do you do? All right, let's wrap this thing up and put it on a bow. Number 10, in my opinion, is the most important one. Assess staff's wellness and unit morale. Happy staff equals happy patients. Y'all, if you want to provide an exceptional patient experience, deliver an exceptional team. Yeah, you can't you can't make a, a bad team have good. I mean, it's, it's like comparing a Chick-fil-A to a McDonald's or a, a Taco Bell or something. Like, there's a dip. The, the morale at those places make all the difference in your experience as a customer nine right. times. And I'm not trying to beat up anybody, but you know if you go to Chick-fil-A, they're all smiling, uh, my pleasure, all these things, and they're all happy to be there, at least they appear to be, and we're getting – it's all efficient and it works. Right. You go to McDonald's, you get the automated thing go up, and then you get the real person talking to you, and they're, they don't want to be there. That's right. Or they just – or the worst experience I've ever actually had was at an Arby's of all places. And the manager, she didn't know what was going on. So they were yelling in the back. We could see from the front the way the store was laid up, yelling at the manager, complaining. And the manager yelling back, like, like go outside. Like, please leave. I, in my head, I don't know about you, when you go to a place, you're like, what's wrong with this place? Oh. Every time I walk into a Walmart. <laughs> exactly. And they're yelling at each other. And then I order, and the, it's so funny. I'm sitting in order, and the cooks in the back say, like, hey, what do you plan on ordering? We'll go ahead and get it started because we're so far behind. Right. And then they get my order before I order, and I order, and I sit there for 20 minutes, and nothing gets made for me. And then they finally come up with it, and the lady's like, you've been waiting for a while? I was like, yeah. She said, well, give me your seat. All right, I'm refunding. And she just starts handing me cash. Right. I'm like, that's cool, but I don't want to ever come back here. Yeah, I still want my food. And then you go to Jimmy John's and your sandwich is made before you can get your mouth open. Or you're trying to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, here's your sandwich. Oh, All oh, right. oh, thanks. Yeah. Look, we've gone a little long on this, and I've got one other thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. Any any more thoughts on the 10 tips to improve your patient experience, Michael? Go. Uh, just simply, these are all things that you can implement. Chances are it's all happening but you're not paying attention to it. Right. So it's just how well is it happening and how, what can I do to improve it? Because every single thing we just talked about is occurring, but it may not be occurring the way you want it to. So right. keep that in mind that wait times, communication, listening, education, and process of letting people leave and how that looks, it's all actually there. It's all happening, but you may not be paying attention to it. Love it. That's good info. All right, let me switch gears on you just a second, and then we'll take it out, okay? So on February 13th, we are launching our very first book. All right, I'm excited. It's called Walk-In's Welcome. Shocker, right off of the podcast. And it is uh, the definitive playbook on how to triple your revenue through digital marketing services for urgent care and patient care businesses. Um, Listen, we're not going to give it away. We're going to give it to you for 99 cents. Why are we going to do that? Uh, learned a lesson back in high school that we used to have a free newspaper that the school produced yeah. and nobody would read it. Nobody cared. And then when I was a sophomore, they started charging a dollar for it. Not only did everybody read it, everybody paid for it. And everybody kept it. Yeah. Like they started paying attention. 
I, look, I want to put it in your hands for 99 cents so that you will take action on the content that we put in there. So Michael has been all through this book. Hannah has been all through this book. I have been all through this book. We have put our very best content together to help you grow your practice. So if you go to offer.patientcaremarketingpros.com forward slash book, we will drop that link inside uh, of our show notes. All right, but that link will take you to a landing page because it hasn't launched yet, but we're going to send you a code that'll allow you to get that book on Kindle for 99 cents. All right, yeah, and and it's one of those things too, like it's been something we've been working on for quite a while. Right. And we're excited to release that. Also, you know, we're going to be out in Vegas in April, yes, which will. is going to be awesome with the Urgent Care Association. Uh, we even have an opportunity to talk to the Urgent Care members on a webinar. That webinar may actually happen before this episode airs, but just keep that in mind, I do replay. So if you are a UCA member, there will be a replay of a webinar that we're talking about 2023 internet marketing, uh, what you need to be doing. So we're a lot of, this is a fun year. We're going to have a blast and I'm, we're so glad you're on this journey with us from our podcast standpoint and we can't wait to see what the year does. With that, I never want to miss an opportunity to tell you how much what you do matters, the impact that you're making on your communities. And we hope that this podcast is a benefit and a blessing to you. If it is, share it with somebody, tell somebody about it. And if you hate it, tell two or three people, even better. <laughs> hey, look, we hope you have a great week and we will see you next time.